You are listening to Daily Discoveries, and this is Oscar. And this is Sanjana. This is the podcast where we discuss scientific articles weekly from the science section of the Daily. All right. So this week we will be discussing some interesting facts about sleep. I will be talking about Thomas Edison and his strategies on sleep, and his opinions about sleep. And Sanjana will be talking about a interesting study on sleep and people that need less sleep. So first of all, a well-known person in history, Thomas Edison, as we all know, hopefully, believed that sleep was unnecessary, according to a scientific American article. He even claimed that he didn't sleep more than four hours a night. Imagine how much more work could be done, or how much more free time you would have with three to four hours less sleep. That's what he believed, at least. And Edison did, however, also have a trick up his sleeve involving his naps, where he used his naps to spark his creativity. He would lay down with a ball in each hand and get ready to take a nap. And just when he began to enter his sleep, a ball would drop from one of his hands and hit the floor and cause him to wake up. So you may ask, why would he want to wake up right before he's gonna get to the good part, right before he's gonna get to sleep? Well, this sudden awakening, right as he was about to doze off, allowed him to remember the thoughts that were going through his head right as he was about to fall asleep. Basically, the thoughts that put him to sleep. We usually don't recall these thoughts, and he thought they were valuable thoughts. And so Edison was convinced that these thoughts might be creative thoughts that we usually just let slip away as we nod off. Sleep researchers actually looked into this, and according to a study done by Science Advances, there is a brief period of creativity and insight in the semi-lucid state defined as the N1 phase, or the non-rapid eye movement sleep stage one. A researcher in the Paris Brain Institute by the name Delphine Audiette conducted a study inspired by Edison. They presented math problems to 103 people, and the math problem had a hidden rule that allowed a shortcut, so to say, to solve the problem. And the 16 people that got the shortcut immediately were excluded. And then the others were asked to take a 20-minute break when they weren't able to figure out the problem. And they were given a glass of water to hold in their hand. And they were able to recline in the chair. And yeah, and the people who dropped the glass were asked what they were thinking about when the glass hit the ground, assuming that they fell asleep once the glass hit the floor. And in this break, the researchers used something called polysomnography, which monitors brain, eye, and muscle activity to identify a subject, if the subjects were awake, in the N1 sleep phase or in the N2, the slightly deeper phase of our sleep. The subjects who were in the N1, when asked again to solve the math problem, were three times more likely than the people who were awake during this brief intermittent 20 minute period to find the shortcut to this math problem and actually six times more likely than the people who fell into the n2 sleep phase however this study found that edison's strategy was not perfect because of the 63 people that dropped the glass 
26 of them had actually passed through the N1 phase and were in the N2 phase when they dropped the glass and woke up. And according to the study, the people who were in the N2 phase were even less likely to find and crack the code or the, crack the shortcut to the math problem than the people who were, didn't even take a nap. So that was pretty interesting and something I might try. And something that actually a lot of other famous people did. Uh, apparently Albert Einstein did this strategy as well. And a famous artist, who I forget the name of now, also did this. But they did it with, they were holding a fork. And once they dozed off, the fork would hit a plate below them. And this would cause them to wake up. So possibly this strategy would work, but... Some people claim that it's kind of a trick that you can try out at home, and if it's something that might work for you, then maybe you should do it, but it's not proven to be a super helpful strategy. However, the researcher Delphine Audiette mentioned earlier was very optimistic about this research and hopes to find more information relating to the N1 sleep phase. Yeah, that's really interesting because I've heard of power naps where you sleep in like 20 minute in intervals and those are really helpful. But I've never heard of just waking up right before you're supposed to like take a nap. And I don't know how exactly that helps you. What is happening to your brain at that moment that... Right I'm... during this switch. Yeah. Well, I think it's just this, this fact that people are thinking of something specific when they fall asleep. And... Potentially, it could be more creative thoughts than would usually be going through our head. And we would recall these thoughts because we would wake up at this time, which is very rare because usually we're falling asleep during this time and quickly entering the N2 sleep phase, which is the deeper sleep, which apparently was less helpful, which I'm interested about. Because are just the N2 thoughts, they're yeah, that's useless. What I, yeah. yeah, that's what I found more interesting was that people who fell into N2 sleep phase, that means they did worse than the people that were awake in yeah, the first Yeah, the people phase, that so. didn't even, weren't even able to fall asleep in the 20 minutes did better than the people who went into N2. Yeah, that's correct. I found that very interesting as well. And I wonder what that is, whether or N2 phase is sort of you're pretty deep into sleep and maybe you're quite tired after you wake up from that. Sometimes, yeah. you know, when you take a nap, you wake up and you, you want to go right back to bed. You don't feel like you want to continue your day. But maybe the people who were in the N1 weren't deep enough into sleep that they were able to actually recollect the thoughts that they were thinking about as they were dozing off. Yeah. But I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was an interesting mm -hmm. study, something different than what we usually talk about. And yeah, some an interesting trick that is easily done at home if you want to do it. And I also found a related article about sleep from Science Daily called When It Comes to Sleep, It's Quality Over Quantity. So while we usually hear that everyone needs eight hours of sleep a night, the amount of sleep that we actually need is based on our genetics. So those who can function fully on four to six hours of sleep are labeled by researchers as familial, natural, short sleep. And scientists have discovered five genes in the genome that are responsible for this condition while there are still more genes that are involved that they have yet to discover. So researchers found that those with FNSS have resistance against neurodegenerative conditions, which contradicts with the current beliefs that a lack of sleep 
can lead to neurodegeneration. And so scientists think that this is because those with FNSS are able to have their brain work more efficiently for the short amount of time that they are asleep. And due to its efficiency, their shorter sleep time is not an issue. So to observe this, the researchers looked at mice that had genes that predisposed them to Alzheimer's and also they had the short sleep gene. They found that the mice developed less of the conditions associated with dementia. And the researchers repeated the experiment again to verify their results using a different dementia gene in mice and found similar results. So scientists would like to do more extensive research of this gene that causes short sleep as sleep issues are related to almost all diseases of the brain. And this gene could help prevent these conditions by having the brain work more efficiently. And understanding how this gene regulates sleep could also lead to the creation of drugs that would help with sleep disorders. Wow, that's really cool that genes affect sleep like that. Do you know how, like how many people have this gene, how rare it is? Because otherwise, for people that do not have this gene, it probably isn't so helpful to get so little sleep. But that would be a nice gene to have. I feel like I definitely know people that are able to power through even though they've gotten very little sleep. Whereas I need a lot of sleep to be able to be fully functioning the next day. This mutation is very rare and it's fewer than one in four million people. Oh, that's tiny. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty cool that they're definitely looking into this and with all this gene therapy and CRISPR that we talked about last week, I wonder what they could do with the knowledge of these genes if they could, if they're looking into drugs to help with sleep disorders or whether they could make everyone machines that don't need sleep anymore. Yeah, I'm interested hmm. in how exactly that gene helps their brain be more efficient. Like what are the exact mechanisms involved here? Yeah, I'm very interested in that. I, I wonder if... They did studies with these people if they were more effective in everyday life and other things, if they did research on, I don't know, other subjects with these people. Um, I mean, the only research it seems like they've done is on mice, which is what I mentioned. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so they have to, yeah, they have yet to do experiments on people. So it must be pretty hard to find people. It's one in four million. Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah, I know that, um, something interesting, I know that there's a sleep class, so to say, here at UW. Mm -hmm. And I've heard people, or I've heard of someone taking that class, and they, uh, they basically have a sleep diary where they write down when they go to bed and when they wake up. And when they wake up, they try to write down how their sleep was, all sorts of stuff, and they also write down the dreams they had if they remember which is not very common or depends on who you are and how your sleep was but yeah i thought that was pretty interesting and that could be potentially an interesting class if you find this topic interesting because yeah. i think sleep is something that we definitely don't know that much about and it's something so essential yet something quite inconvenient for people in, our, <laughs> in this modern world where we feel like we don't have that much time but we have to spend like a third of our day basically just laying and recharging yes i wonder if like some people are trying to force themselves to like become like these short sleepers like they try to convince themselves yeah if, they, if this person can like sleep with four to six hours of sleep then i can credit to them if they try that <laughs> but i i think if i tried that i would 
fall right back to I wouldn't just wouldn't be able to function the next day as effectively as I do with say eight hours of sleep. But I know that there are people that try out to see what number of hours is the most effective for them. And for example, Elon Musk, I know that he says he sleeps six hours a night, I believe, because that is when that's he's able to be effective enough the next day where he gets more hours in the day than say sleeping seven hours, but he's still effective enough to be working those that extra hour that he's not sleeping. Yeah, you definitely would have to try this over like a long period of time. Because maybe you could go like one night where you only had like five hours of sleep, but you probably couldn't like continue that for like weeks. I totally agree. Yeah. I don't know if it's a huge field, right? Like sleep research. Is that within neuro research? Um, yeah. I mean, there's a whole like field called sleep medicine. Right. They do like sleep studies. Yeah. And things like that. But I don't know how popular it is. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems that, or at least I don't know of that much research behind it but yeah that it's cool to talk about okay that's all from us today thank you for listening to daily discoveries